superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. What did Rich Passaccia do this year that kept everything afloat, Max? This is the Rich Eisen Show. So Rich is one of a kind. You know, I love Rich. I think he's the best man for the job. You know, he's a, he's a leader of men, and that's, that's all you can ask for. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. There's no blueprint for this. There's no handbook that they give you for the obstacles that you occur. Today's guests. 49ers offensive tackle, Trent Williams. Comedian, Sebastian Maniscalco. Plus, famed journalist, Carl Bernstein. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show in the chair. Thanks to Ryan Lee for taking um, um, taking the reins yesterday. I just, to be very honest just take the day off. <laughs> Must be nice. <laughs> oh, wow. To have Must Washington nice, on your side. <laughs> no, I just took the day off. Well, what is, what is, uh, no, uh, uh, you know, TJ, uh, yeah. um, you know, while, while you were just sitting watching your Cowboys nervously play the first quarter this past weekend, I did a, well, I did three and a half hours about of four hours. Do a full four hours. Four hours. I mean, <laughs> you know. Hello, I'm working. Good to see you over there, TJ. Light the candle. TJ's lit the candle. We're all set. What's Creek Candles? You know, get there yourself you some. There you go, everybody. We fucking playoffs or what? We are. We are. Good to see you, Chris Brockman. Oh, Rich. <laughs> I'm doing great. What do you mean? <laughs> what happened? I hit a crazy six... <laughs> Six-leg in-game parlay thanks to the Joker last night. Okay. Oh, baby. He's, okay. he's got an addiction, Woo. sir. Okay. <laughs> okay. You know, I, I, I want to discuss that later. Because, <laughs> no, no, I, I really do because, as you, know, as you know, I am not uh, a sports gambler by, yes. by professional and personal trade oh or whatever. I'm with you, Rich. I want to know what that's like oh and what, what, what this means. Oh, I want okay. that later on. Rich, okay. I got his winnings right here, though. What is that? Oh, a do- a one dollar? dollar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's up a dollar. Okay, very good. Are you Randolph or Mortimer? Which one are you? Okay. By the way, I owe Terzo a buck from our bet. I got to. Okay, there's so much to do today. There's so much to do today. I mean, I just got it all. And, you know, this is one of the many reasons why I love doing this show, not just to hang with you guys, the literally three of you here, (laughs) um, but the you folks, wherever you are, um, taking in the show, Peacock, Sirius XM, Odyssey, Terrestrial Radio, our podcast. There's so many different ways to to chat with you, and 844-204-RICH is a way for you to chat with us, um, is I get to talk to one of the best in the business, one of the best in the business, one of the all-time greats of the business, uh, and you could and, and you could <laughs> I mean, say that about any of our guests today. Yeah, right. They're all number ones. Okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you could say that about any of our three guests today. Trent Williams. When Trent Williams was acquired by the 49ers because Washington couldn't figure out how to pay him and keep him there to protect whoever I guess they were protecting. But then again, that is an organization that uh, um, that had uh, on their staff at one point, Matt LaFleur, Sean McVay, and Kyle Shanahan said, let's hire Jay Gruden. And so, um, <laughs> so uh, 
Trent Williams, when the 49ers drafted him, the rest of the NFC West said, get out of here. Really? And the rest of the NFC is like, get out of here. Really? They got him for a fifth on a draft, on like a, in the middle of a draft. That was ridiculous. That, you know, out of all of things that John Lynch has done, this may be the best thing he's ever done. Okay? Trent Williams is first up, and we'll ask him about Jimmy G and beating the Cowboys. And for some reason, being asked to be placed in motion during a quarterback sneak that would end the game. Mm-hmm. And Jimmy G snaps the ball as he's getting set from finishing in motion. What was that all about? So Trent Williams is going to join us. Uh, then Sebastian Maniscalco will be here. <laughs> oh, baby. <laughs> You're just laughing even hearing his name, right? He's the best. I mean, this guy so is funny. selling out arenas. Yeah. Doing stand-up comedy. Arenas. Love it. Okay? It's not, you know, how did everybody get in my room? His room is Madison Square Garden. <laughs> and he was last on here, I think, 2017, 2018? 2018. 2018. 2018. And, and he was big then. He's just gotten bigger since then. And um, I can't wait to talk to him because not only do I think he's funny, uh, but also because... Um, he appeared at the Ohio State University football <laughs> team's practice uh, the week leading up to Oregon. And he wore blue there. And you're not supposed to wear blue at practice. I kind of dig that. He just strolled in there. I, he, he doesn't mean anything by it. But he wore blue at practice. Uh, Buckeyes lost. And then, he, <laughs> and then, and then uh, on the day that Michigan beat Ohio State, he was the guest picker. Uh, for uh, college game day. So in terms of the through line of all the Ohio State, you could sit here and say it was the defense, it was this, it was that. No, no, it was Sebastian Maniscalco was at both, and I can't wait to thank him for that <laughs> in person. Yep. And then Carl Bernstein is here on this program. He's got a new memoir. It's one of those things, like he has never written a, a book on his career in life. It's called Chasing History, A Kid in the Newsroom. I've never chatted with him. I've never spoken to him. I have a journalism degree. At the uh, at Northwestern University Middle School of Journalism, and um, the journalism student in me says I gotta talk to him. Got to. And I have no idea what his sports. You know, is he a Washington sports nut because he's lived there much of his life? Is he a Beltway guy when it comes to sports? Anything else? Um, and uh, you know, he is the only guy I guess afflicted similar to me, maybe Woodward too, that uh, you you watch the NBA champions hoist the Larry O'Brien trophy, you know, uh, the Larry OB. Uh, he knows the Larry OB because uh, from way back in the day, because Larry O'Brien was the head of the Democratic National Committee when the Watergate burglars broke into his office. Fact. That that Larry OB? That's the Larry OB. <laughs> the, the guy that the trophy is named after. He, after, <laughs> after he was the DNC chair, he became the commissioner of the NBA. They named the trophy after him. Carl Bernstein, when let's just say when LeBron hoists the Larry OB, he's like, okay, I know what Larry O'Brien was up to in the early 70s. How about what, that? What was he up to in the early 70s? You know what? Carl Bernstein knows because he followed the money. Rich, I don't, I don't want to seem ignorant right now, but it just now hit me. Bernstein, did you, Woodward and Bernstein? Yes. Okay. I, I, yeah. I, I yeah, yeah. Completely Did you missed the meeting the other day. Yeah, I just completely just—he's heard this whole. I, mean, I just completely spaced out on. The, it was Ladies just like it just now hit me. Hey, Jefferson hey, to the Rich hey, Eisen hey, show. Hey.
it just re- you ever hear something that takes some time to truly go. compute though? Like, wait, wait a second, like there you go. The, the, I have a joke, the gravity of it just now hit me. So the question, so T.J. Jefferson having a dawn on him that the Carl Bernstein that's been on our schedule for days and discussed in our post-show meetings about being on, you know, that's what happens when you doom scroll the entire time during your okay. Uh, but so at what point did it dawn on you yesterday Mm -hmm. that your head coach of your favorite football team termed your team nervous in the locker room before taking on the San Francisco 49ers? I mean, when did it dawn on me? This morning when I heard it. Okay. (laughs) So Mike McCarthy had his end of season post season press conference yesterday so much to talk about. My gosh, we had our own overreaction Monday segment on Monday just about the Cowboys just alone. The Cowboys. And one of the you know conversations, overreactions, Mike McCarthy should be out of a jo- job, which is exactly what Dan Orlovsky said on Monday's program. And, you know, I call that an overreaction. The Jones family, despite being known as, you know, wildcatters who are about um, the brand and the Cowboys brand, and that's first and foremost. You, you would think that they're kind of like impetuous type people, but they have a track record of sticking with their coaches for a while. Yeah, that's how you make money, Rich. Wade Phillips, they stuck with him and then fired him midseason until it just was no longer tenable. Then they hired Jason Garrett, who clapped all his way to darn near 10 years on the job. <laughs> you wrong for that. And then Mike McCarthy <laughs> has been there two years, and we all know last year was a COVID injury-wracked season with Dak getting hurt. And there were issues with clock management that seemed to be still there, despite the fact that Jason Garrett was no longer there, despite the fact that McCarthy's won a championship in the NFL in that building. I was there. Okay. He is the only member of that organization (laughs) right now who knows what it's like to lift the Lombardi trophy in AT&T Stadium. It's only one guy. Wow. In the organ. Seriously. The audacity. It's the truth. I'm spitting truth because since they opened the building and AT&T Stadium was open in Dallas, the Cowboys have three playoff wins in that building. The same number of playoff wins in that building as the Alabama Crimson Tide. They're really good, though. I mean. So Nick Saban's had as many playoff wins in the building, more than any other Dallas Cowboy head coach. So McCarthy... Saying this yesterday only added another log on this fire. Hit it. Um, I thought we were nervous to start the game. Uh, Felt it in the locker room at the team prayer. Um, but I thought we fought through that okay. I mean, I, you know, they, we held them to field goals. And I think once our guys settled in, um, I, 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 thought, I thought that, you know, it balanced out. And Well, let, let me take the word nervous back. I mean, it, it was a little angst, okay, which I, I think just like anything. I mean, it's just... I mean, they were excited. They, they had a great week of practice. I thought the pregame was good, but you know, I just think that, you know, it, it was maybe it was the first time we were doing this as a whole. Maybe it was two guys, you know. But uh, I, I just think that, you know, we weren't, we weren't, you know, they were a little cleaner than we were at the beginning of the game. That's just, that's just the facts. Yes, it is just the facts. He is not lying. 
He is not lying about that. And in case you're wondering how the 49ers exited the locker room, the video is actually all over social media. They exited the locker room like it was Mardi Gras. They exited the locker room like it was Mardi Gras. They were loose, and they played loose, but they also should be more loose. They've been there. They went to the Super Bowl two years ago. Their quarterback played in the Super Bowl two years ago. So they should be looser. There's no question about that. So that is a fact. And use the word nervous. It does get fans riled up because you're the coach. You should have such a terrific game plan that they come in thinking we're going to destroy these people. We're going to take these people apart because we know exactly where the matchup problems are. We know exactly how to exploit them. We did that in practice this week. And we did what we did coming in to Philadelphia and their twos, but we did this to Washington and we've done this before and we're that good. We're the Dallas freaking Cowboys. And this is our house. And they didn't come out like that. And that's on the coach. But it's also on the players in that room who couldn't, who I guess needed Mike McCarthy to calm them down. So the reality is that McCarthy told the honest truth heard the follow-up questions about, wait a minute, you said nervous, and let me take that back. Let me say angst, because angst is more about being antsy to get out there as opposed to, well, we don't have the horses here. We don't have the game plan here. We don't have the ability to win this game here. It's not our home fans here. This is the San Francisco 49ers here. By the way, playing into all of the lead-up to the week that the Cowboys are in trouble, and this is the worst possible matchup for them narrative. Check that, Mark. Oh, yeah. So here's some more reality. Here's some more truth for all you Cowboy fans out there. I don't need to tell you because I think you know this already, TJ Jefferson. I'm not talking to you, even though I have the ability to talk to you because I'm a tier two guy. My team has won a Super Bowl. Okay, even though it's Super Bowl three and it's Super Bowl 56 right now, there is no statute of limitations. Yeah, Pantera Sarah let you into the club. Yes. So so I I may address you. If you get my attention, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Would you have it? Here's no. the truth. Here's the truth. Wow. Cowboys <laughs> fans, you want Mike McCarthy gone? He's going nowhere. And guess what? Get ready for Dan Quinn to go out the door. And maybe Kellen Moore to go out the door. I think he's going to stay. I think Kellen Moore is not going anywhere. I think Kellen Moore is going nowhere. Because he knows he can still build whatever resume, and who knows? It's entirely possible that he gets to stay put right there. And I would want to coach for the Dallas Cowboys for many reasons, one of them being they don't fire coaches there. They come up with a plan, and they stick with it, and they keep on feeding this plan with the proper players, and they're drafting them, man. That kid Micah Parsons is no joke, but – the defensive coordinator's going. You're going to watch Dan Quinn walk out the door. You're going to try and find the next defensive coordinator who can somehow, some way, coordinate this defense Fangio. in a manner. Huh? Fangio. Vic, Nick, Nick, Vic Fangio would be an outstanding choice. I don't know if they were in the same D's. So no, here's, but here's, here's, here's the situation, though, okay? I'm, I'm nervous about my head coach leaving Michigan. And if Mich- if he does go, Fangio is the guy. Uh, unless he and Fangio can't get along anymore, I have no idea what the relationship is. I'm just assuming that Fangio worked with Harbaugh for many years and can do it and wants to do it again. 
No, that would be the idea to just take somebody that good. But get ready for somebody not that good, as good maybe to walk in through the door. And we'll see if it is Parsons and it's Diggs and it's Lawrence and they can actually do it for another defensive coordinator who knows how to turn that light on. But McCarthy's going nowhere, folks. Zero. He's going nowhere. So if you don't like the way he does this or that, get used to it. He said something else that kind of leapt out at me too. And I've asked around, and apparently this is this is not an outlier. He says he's not watching the rest of the playoffs. Now, I heard that, and I'm thinking to myself, don't you think he should kind of see what the Packers do with the Niners? <laughs> just as a, a curiosity factor? Or it's just too tough? The pain is too tough? And I'm like, that's kind of odd. Weird. That you can't get over whatever that is, or or he's uninterested maybe just as lives football breathes football i don't i don't know i would have such a curiosity factor but then again i'm not a a a type a head coach lifer you know who spent many years in a a toll booth finally got out of there and made an incredible career for himself Uh, i i i heard that uh others do that too our friend kara henderson sneed tweeted back at me that uh less Whose birthday it was yesterday? Happy birthday, Les. Uh, he doesn't watch playoffs. Just checks out, out. Yeah. When, they, when they take off. I don't know. I don't know. Because my 84-year-old mother watches the Super Bowl, and I get phone calls like, what's going on with, and just fill in the blank. <laughs> his name I is, don't understand. His the, name is Weekend? There's, yeah, there's, there's no E at the end. It's W-E-E-K-N-D. Weekend D? He went to Notre Dame? Why is he in the class? Where's the 30 and weekend? Why is the cameraman so close? I don't know. I heard that too. And it just, again, with McCarthy, you just hear stuff and you just assume that he's not doing it 100% right because of the way things ended in Green Bay and nobody else was kind of bashing his door down and the Cowboys say, here's the, the Sterling brand of the Dallas Cowboys star. You take it. And two... Seasons in, still no playoff wins at all. And then there's the thing about Dak, and that he's just that. What a great play call it was! He just didn't execute it properly, and I still don't get it. Like, why would you run the risk for even just ten more yards? Says, yeah, get a better chance at the hail mary from the thirty something. Which technically isn't even the hail mary. I don't know. At that it's point. just like That's... it's like you, yeah, the the hail mary is from the other side yeah, of the fifty. 50. Now you just got a hail. Right? Just, just a hail. It's a Mary. <laughs> Whichever half you want to use. With me. Honestly, it's just. Uh, and, and and I know. I'm still like we're you know I I was out yesterday. So I haven't really turned the page from last yeah, week. I, tur- just I yet. turned the page. I know, of course you turn the page. <laughs> I would turn the page if I were you. I'd throw the whole book out. DJ turned the page at what like dude, five I turned, o'clock dude, on Sunday. Dude, I, I turned the page 2023. I turned the page. I'd go full Fahrenheit 451 and torch the book and the entire library with it. <laughs> hey, look, easy based now. off of that. No, it's no, dude. I can't sit here all year long and hear the cowboy talk and then have them face plant like that and not have to revisit it coach is going nowhere get used to it and dan quinn's going somewhere get used to it and you just have to hope that the jones family finds the right dc to keep that light on because that side of the football is so set and so filled with playmakers and i would just tell dan quinn what does it take to stay and dan quinn there's no amount of money that would cause him to not take a head coaching job right now to stick with this program and the cowboys and mccarthy don't win next year and then all of a sudden it's dan quinn's fault you got to go now. Quinn's gone. 
McCarthy staying. I'm going to predict Kellen Moore stays too. What say you? 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Trent Williams is next. The 49ers move on. Yes, indeed. 49ers move on, and the uh, Packers get him next. There's some concern that I have for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I am nervous for them, and thus my choice to stick with them all year long with the Rams coming to town. Jalen Ramsey is scheduled to be on tomorrow's program. Yes, indeed. Um, I also have some news uh, about um, what I'm doing tomorrow in addition to this show. That's coming up as well in this hour. Hmm. 844-204-RICH, your phone calls as well. Sebastian Maniscalco. Oh, boy. This will yeah. be fun. <laughs> and then Carl Bernstein, who, by the way, is the Carl Bernstein of Woodward. Who What do you think? It was the Bernstein Bears? I, I mean, just, what do you think it was? Like I said, it was just one oh, of those okay. things that really hit you. Very good. <laughs> very, very good. Okay. Very good. 844-204-RICH, number to dial right here on the Rich Eisen Show, everyone. Okay, don't go anywhere. We're back with Trent Williams in a moment. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guests were is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed hey folks it's time for the nfl draft which means for me I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show terrestrial radio outfit, 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Uh, and I just asked again the, the fight that occurred on Monday night uh, in in SoFi that my son is still talking about. I I I, I don't understand. You know, yeah. People like fights, right? People yeah, like seeing like fights and stands. You go to a game. Well, it's right. like a car crash. You know, you slow down, you rubberneck. Do you watch? Do you watch car chases here in Los Angeles? Oh, please. Yeah. Hey, you have no choice. I want to start the car chase. No matter channel. what you're it's, watching, you've got will, actually based on my current setup in the house that many people have 
because we have direct TV in the house. Mm -hmm. uh, there are, I think, a thousand other choices. <laughs> With no, one, uh, with one flick of well, your thumb. What I'm thumb. saying is, what, no matter what you're watching, oh, yeah. they will they will cut in. They will stop whatever broadcast you're watching. Well, KTLA here locally will just stop whatever yeah. programming right. is on. I understand. So for an hour. And I will, I will, I can't watch that. I don't want to watch that. Why? Oh, it's really fascinating. Because I, uh, why? I don't need to see somebody run over, or crash into a house. Because if that happened to me, it would be a disaster. If it happened to you, it would be a disaster. If something's going on in your neighborhood, in some asshat yeah. who's running, you know running lights or whatever comes crashing into your house your life changes i don't want to see that happen to another human way, being like, well, i mean it's not like am you. I, am I, just tell me i'm the outlier and i'll move on I, yeah outlier. i think you're the outlier yeah you're the outlier yeah. because when you watch tj let me ask you that's what i think of when i see this when you're watching the car chase are you rooting for the guy to get away kind of i no. i don't want to no. answer that question oh. <laughs> <laughs> Of course, you're not rooting for the guy to get away. What do you mean? Guy here. It, it depends. It depends on if I know where they're at. Like if I know where they're, and it happens quite a bit. I'm like, why'd you go up that street? You should have made a left there. Oh. And blah. So I want to see problem, capture your problem. <laughs> so you always like, drive into the parking garage. Always, Come on. man. Go to the Beverly get Center into Mall. The parking garage. Not, not in 2022, but like in 19, 2018 or whatever. You guys drive are not to the Beverly Center no, Mall. These like, guys don't remember the movie Heat. I'm sitting here thinking. I'm sitting here thinking. I'm sitting here thinking. The airport. They can't fly over the airport. I'm yeah. sitting here thinking this is oh, the oh worst God, thing ever. I can't watch it. I'm not on the edge of my seat to how this ends. I just don't want to. And you're sitting here saying, why isn't this guy using Waze? Well, no, it's like I'm that. Like, I'm going to put up a Take pole. a left on La Brea. Don't go okay. right. You know, car chase channel. Go now. Brought to you by Michael Look at the D. traffic. Can't wait to ask Carl, I can't wait to ask Carl Bernstein about this in hour three. <laughs> Car chase. That would be your first question. Hey, Carl, 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 do you watch car chases? <laughs> Are you rooting for the guy to get away? I'll bet you he does. <laughs> it all depends on what the person did. Follow if, the car yeah. crash. For me to root for them to get away or not. Yeah. Follow the money came after follow the car crash. Follow. By the way, that happened once in the car chase. A guy right. robbed the bank, drove down the street, all threw right. the money out. He was like Robin Hood. You couldn't help but root for that guy. Guys, guys we have an back all, to the community. Guys, we have one of the best in the business. Here on the, on the okay, let's, let's. I feel bad that he had to hear all that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, he is one of the, he is one of the greats in the business. He is one of the best left tackles of his generation. I don't think I am uh, overstating it. And his 49ers bounced the Cowboys, one and done, getting ready for the Green Bay Packers. Trent Williams here on the Rich Eisen Show. How are you doing, Trent? I'm doing good, Rich. Appreciate you having me on. How you doing? I, I am. Uh, I'm great, man. I just, you know, um, I just love watching you play, Trent. Um, and the number of people that talk about how good you are. Did you hear Kittle say you're the best player he's ever played with? Did you hear that one? Uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if I, if I heard him say that um, personally, but, you know, I, I mean, that's, that, that, that's an incredible you know, thing to hear, especially with somebody like Kittle, who, you know, I really feel like he's the best tight end I've ever played with. So, you know, the feeling is mutual. So, um, I, I know you're not, uh, you know, a doctor. You don't play one on TV. Uh, there's a, just a general uh, conversation about your quarterback's health. How, how, how does Jimmy G look to you uh, getting ready for this big game against Green Bay? Um, I mean... I apologize for my ignorance. I had no idea he was he was injured. He seemed pretty good to me last time I laid eyes on. Him. I don't know. You know, Jimmy was a tough cookie, man. Uh, so you know, I know this game means a lot, and I know 
and he'll do everything he can to be there. So what is your role, do you think, on this team? Trent, I know what you uh, play, what position you play, but spiritually and uh, leadership and also um, through your play, what do you view as your role on the 49ers? Um, you know, honestly, Rich, I've been I've been around for a long time. And, uh, you know, a ton of you guys on the team have been watching me play since they were in middle school or, you know, high school. So, um, you know, I think my role is just that, that kind of that emotional guy that's pretty been through I mean, it's pretty much been through everything in the NFL, you know, from a, a lot of ups and downs. So, um, you know, I just I feel like I can relate to every player in that locker room at some level, whatever whatever level they are or whatever um, things they are in their career. I feel like I can relate to them. And, um, you know, and that's just how I try to motivate, man, by, by relating to the guys and, and, and just helping them through everything. And then also – I'm trying to lead by example and what I put into the game every day. What do you put into the game every day? Walk me through yeah, that. I put my everything, man. I think uh, this game consumes me. It consumes my mind. It consumes everything. I, you know, 98% of the day, I think my mind is on football. Um, just visualizing, making plays for my team. And, and uh, just trying to continue to transcend the position of left tackle and, and to show people that, you know, we we can be more than just, Somebody, you know, playing in the phone booth and, and blocking one guy every play. Trent Williams here uh, on the Rich Eisen Show. And then just the general sense of the physical nature that you guys bring to the table. What is it like um, to watch Debo work, Trent? Uh, Debo, Debo is special. Debo is a – he's unlike any, any player I've ever seen. Um, you know, when I first seen Debo, I think last year, when I was watching highlights from the watching film from the previous year at 19 when I got there at 20. And, um, you know, I told him then that I felt like he was one of the best people I've ever seen with the football. And, you know, he, he reminded, he reminded me a lot of, um, of, I've never seen a guy with that burst other than Percy Harvin, you know, and I used to, and to me, he was one of the better guys I've ever seen in person. And then, you know, I think this year he just blew it out the water. There's literally no comparison to a player like Debo. And uh, I think we are very, very blessed and lucky to have him on our team. And I think, you know, Cal being such a genius and as an offensive-minded coach, um, I think that that marries up perfectly with, with one of the, you know, unicorn weapons that we have in Debo. Trent Williams here uh, on the Rich Eisen Show. You know, uh, the the story goes, certainly over the last couple of days, Trent, is that after you got the ball back um, picking off Dak on Sunday, Debo told Kyle, give me the ball. You gave him the ball. You scored. That's the way it went. Is that the way it went over the weekend? Um, yeah, yeah. exactly how it went. Um, <laughs> you know, but that, that's Debo, man. He's a... He's a He's a competitor like no other. He loves contact. Seems like he loves contact. Like he just relishes yeah, it. He's... Man, he loves he love everything. He, the thing about it is he can run He can run past 99% of the players on that field. So, you know, that that's already scary enough. And when you think you, you want to go run and get an angle on him and he's six foot in the ground and, and all you see is his helmet strike, that's a scary thing for, for you know, defensive backs and linebackers. Trent, so you said earlier in this conversation you think football all the time. You talk, you know, you, your your mind is on it 98% of the time. Which defender in the league makes you think about 
the upcoming battle with against him more than anybody else in the league? Uh, you know, honestly, honestly, Rich, um, week, week in, week out, you know, whoever I'm, I'm going against, is, that's probably, you know, I, I think about him just as much as I think about anybody else. Um, but, you know, I think the guys who, yeah, I mean, it's actually, the guys who keep me up at night, you know, are the, are the ones who um, pretty much can do it all. Like, you know, Chandler Jones and like Vaughn Miller, you know, Alden Smith back in, you know, when he was in this run. And, um, you know, guys like that. You know, I, I, I'm luckily enough, I don't have to play against Nick. But if I, if I did, he'd be a guy that, that, hmm. that can call some sleepless nights. But, you know, blocking blocking the defensive end is one of the hardest positions on, on one of the hardest tasks to do in the NFL. So there's some of the best well-rounded athletes when you, when you talk about size, speed, athletic ability, and strength. Where does, in terms of difficulty in your job, does it uh, rank for you to be in motion on a quarterback sneak and get down before the quarterback snaps the ball, Trent? Oh, man. I mean, it's not, the task is not that difficult. Uh, <laughs> you know, I think, you know, just with, with, a, with a chance to, to clinch that, that playoff, you know, win and, and to advance, you know, uh, you know, Jimmy just kind of rushed the operation a little bit. <laughs> You know, cause the 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 um, the idea is to catch the guys off guard. Obviously, we're, we're shifting me yes. to the other side of the line to yes. create, you know, another strong side. You know, and and that and that in turn, you we want them to kind of relax, maybe shift the line a little bit. You know, you do a tackle over shift, and and uh, while they're doing that, you know, that's when we would like to catch them off guard and sneak the ball. But you know, uh, Jimmy seen them on the knee, so he. He went on ahead and snapped the ball, mm. uh, which it was just just a tad bit premature. It was, you know, it sucks, man. That's the game is about. I mean, football is a game of inches, and you see how sensitive it is right there. Yeah, I mean, without that though, we wouldn't have had the ending of the game that we're all talking about still as a country and a football loving nation. Where were you throughout that whole process when Dak went on that dash and the clock's ticking down, Trent? Hey, uh, I had a front row seat. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah, I, as soon as we took off, I thought it was an interesting call. But you know, hey, obviously that's something they work on. I bet. No, well, I mean, I think they need to work on it a little bit better. But you know, <laughs> were you, were you surprised? You were surprised by the fact that he because obviously the defense was given, you know, more than just inside the hashes. You know, it was inside the numbers pretty much from numbers to numbers, even more. So, were you surprised yeah. that he took off like that, Trent? I mean, obviously. It was a it was a designed quarterback run, so yeah. he's probably just calling what you know, probably running the play that he was called that was called. Um, but yeah, that, to me that's a surprising move. With uh, I don't know how many seconds left, maybe what fourteen, eighteen seconds. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So yeah, so that's that's a pretty that's a pretty that's a pretty you know a pretty dicey move in my opinion, especially. If you had Lamar Jackson at quarterback, then you know that's a lot of space for for a guy like that. But you know, as far as Dak Prescott, mm. I, I don't, I didn't, I didn't think that was the the best play call that they could win win in that in that period of time. But you know, okay. I definitely appreciate it for. So as you and I are talking right here, Trent Williams, you think Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be playing in uh, Green Bay? That's your sense. Uh, I mean, I just said I don't know. 
his injury status, uh, personally. But um, so I know Jimmy, like I know Jimmy, if, if he can go, he would definitely be suiting up at Green Bay. Okay. Do you think you guys can win the Super Bowl? You got that sense? What do you think? I mean, I think any any team left in this playoff run right now probably feel like they can win the Super Bowl. So, yeah, I think, you know, I, it, it would be hard to, to go out there and play in the 10-degree weather or whatever it is. Mm. Didn't, if I didn't think I had a chance to win. So, yeah, of course, I, I think I'll probably feel like every other player that's still in this thing. Yeah, you got any tips on how to stay warm at all? Uh, no, you know, honestly – I mean, we're going to be surrounded by 100,000 people, so, you know. That'll keep you warm. We got heated benches, you know, all big right. jackets and stuff. All right. So, you know. All right. If I'm getting cold, that means that we that we are on the field a lot. That means we're possessing the ball, so I, I'll take that. Okay. Hey, man, thanks for the time. Um, congrats on your career as it currently stands and the run that you're on. You go. We'll chat again sure, soon. I appreciate it, Rich. Thank you. You got it. That's one of the best in the business. Trent Williams of the San Francisco 49ers here on the Rich Eisen Show. So a couple things during that conversation uh, I heard to my left and my right. Uh, I asked, uh, as you heard just moments ago, uh, Trent Williams, uh, what he does to stay warm. You left, uh, Chris. I heard you. I did. I, you, I you, did. You, I let out an audible gas. Well, I mean, as as and my a, mic was off, but as, as, you know, no, no, I understand. Up, as yeah. as a as a broadcaster, uh, an interviewer, you know, you try to ask uh, questions that probe, and um, <laughs> you know, you try to hunt and peck for the answer. And um, he clearly didn't hear Bart Scott's uh, supposition from last week. I mean, he's too busy getting ready for the Cowboys, focused while the Cowboys were nervous, which is why I'm wondering why you – did you say something when I I asked him if he could win the Super Bowl? I ain't saying nothing. (laughs) (laughs) I ain't saying nothing. What did he say when I asked Trent Williams if he thought the Niners can win the Super Bowl, which is obviously a question – what do you right, say? Right. What do you uh, say? Direct quote. Hell no. Okay. <laughs> now, why do you think the 49ers can't go to Green Bay and <laughs> and win this game and then potentially take care of Tom Brady or go back to the spot where they won just two weeks ago? Why do you think that? Because I'm mad, Rich. All right. All right. So this is, this is yeah. this that is was something the, that was an emotional outburst more I, than a than, I, a than a journalistic outburst. Thought okay, that was this true. guy in the first segment when I was talking about Mike McCarthy's comments yesterday said the page was already turned. It was turned, and you and you brought Trent Williams on, and he opened the book back up. Okay, the page was turned; it was closed, and then Trent. And what am I supposed to say? Something to Trent Williams? He's a big man. Like terms and conditions no, agree to him. No, He's a big you. dude. So I, I'm not going to say anything to no, him. Just tell you somebody you know? who's is somebody who's team uh, in college lost a playoff game Mm -hmm. and the team that beat them in the playoffs went on to win it all it's a very satisfying feeling that that's the team you lose to you want that team that's beaten you to go the whole way otherwise what's the big you know and trust me that will be my narrative if the Niners do who are you rooting for this weekend 49 or you're gonna like McCarthy you can't watch the playoffs (laughs) I watch you know we made our picks yesterday on the show and uh I went with the uh you have to look it up yeah it was a long time ago uh, I went with the Packers in that matchup. Mm. We all went Packers. Yeah, we all went Packers. Yeah, we all went Packers. Well, they're the team to beat. Yeah. They're the team to beat. They've got the home field. Yeah. Man, don't forget they went 15-1 and one the year after they won in Dallas. You know, McCarthy won in Dallas. And and they got one and done 
in their divisional round. I did have a, a problem with By the Del Giants. Tufo picking Rich because as an owner, he should have absolved oh. from that vote. And he shouldn't have voted. He should yeah, have just like stepped true. aside. Full like if disclosure. You're, if you're calling a game on Sunday, you can't pick that game. Well, on you Saturday. can't. You can't but at it's not all be totally unbiased when you choose a team for whom you have a totally useless worth uh, a piece of paper <laughs> that says you own them. Still well, it's not worthless. You bought how much money did you, did you give the Packers for that right? Uh, Two fifty a share, Rich. <laughs> and he gave one away. By the way, gave one away. Away. you guys tried to do it and didn't get in. So uh, as yeah, we would say in the uh, world, suck it. I'm an owner. You're not. He's got us there. I do have a he really, I mean, he, he's got us there. Yeah. Got us there. I'll All right. be, uh, I have out a, on my private jet to the game right. uh, this weekend. Gents, okay. I have a big announcement. You guys don't know this about tomorrow. You bought into the Packers? Oh. No, you guys don't know this about tomorrow, but it's Uh-oh. it's confirmed. I'm doing this, and you're going to love it. Uh-oh. Are you going to be at work tomorrow, though? Yes. Oh, okay, so okay. I, was, I didn't know if we were getting a guest host for something. Nope, I'll be... Dude, I've done, I've done, I did that like once, I do that once in a blue moon. No, and no, no, like because Jones. when you say you have big yeah. news, yeah, that's that could mean like you have to doing. like fly to New York and no, no, no. present that's something. That's my job being away from the show. Okay, no, no, you can't no, 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 no I'll be here. And as a matter of fact, if you want to be here for it, you can be. How about that? That's a tease. I probably, I probably will. That's a tease. That's a tease. 844-204-RICH, number to dial right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Don't go anywhere. Back with more. Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, eight four four two zero four. Rich is the number to dial right here on the program. Uh, go to the phone lines. Uh, sideline Mike in Atlanta. Everybody, yes. What's up, Sideline Mike? Uh oh, you there, Sideline Mike? Hop on, hop on. Come on now. If it, listen, listen, sideline Mike. If it wasn't, if it wasn't you, I'd already move on to the next caller. Yeah. I know, I know, I know, man. I was taking in lunch for my office. Let me first off say this, Mr. Del Tufo. Yes. I want to humbly apologize to you for not acknowledging you the last four or five times I've called. I'm not saying you're not at work a lot, Mike, but you know, hey. I love you, Mike. Oh. <laughs> Sideline, Mike. It's okay. Like as you okay. as you alluded to right there, he wasn't here anyway, yeah. so don't worry yeah. about it. Oh, okay. Now, now, now. <laughs> let, let me just give me a little latitude. Everybody is on this Dan Quinn. Oh, I know where this <laughs> okay, is going. Brother. Okay, brother. Let me break it down for you. Do you know the only distinction Dan Quinn has is he is the only coach that was on the sideline for two of the worst 
Super Bowl collapses in the history of this league. He was on the sideline for both of them. Okay? No. Run from Dan Quinn like the plague. If you think Mike McCarthy can't have got clock management issues, oh, Dan Quinn, I can break it down for you, brother. And how can Julio Jones make the catch of the century to change the fortunes of a moribund franchise and you let the boy genius sit up there and, and, and run the ball when all you had to do is take a knee, kick a field goal, Super Bowl champion, and he and boy genius in San Francisco did it, did it to himself again in his own Super Bowl, trying to be smart than everybody in the room, and lost that one. But they will win this weekend. Mm. What what, what an O. Henry-like and, twist to the end of that screed. Hold on a second. We'll be back. One second now. Now, now just, just so I'm aware, the second mm-hmm. collapse that you're referring to, you're talking about Seattle losing to the Patriots when he was on the mm-hmm. Seahawks staff? Yeah, yeah. uh-huh. Okay. He was the only coach that was there when they didn't get a ball to Marshawn. He was standing over there. Yeah, he was well, I mean, that definitely wasn't his call, but you make an interesting point, and I appreciate you calling sideline, Mike. Thanks for uh, – thanks for, for... Hey, man, run from Dan Quinn. Run from <laughs> He makes an interesting point, by the way. He makes a very interesting well, point. And, and what that is is that, is that any – body who gets fired from a head coaching job and then goes somewhere else and does a tremendous job coordinating suddenly becomes the hot head coaching yeah. candidate because they have experience hey he was at a super bowl you know you you are kind of forgetting the circumstances of what happened in that super bowl i'm not forgetting but it's tough to get to a super bowl an incredibly difficult yeah. way to get to a super bowl okay so it is a cherry-picked narrative that Dan Quinn is the hot coaching candidate. You forget about the fact that he he, he got fired three, at a spot. Yeah. No, no, I, I'm not just that, though. He got fired at a spot where the, 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 head, the, the owner doesn't like to do that sort of thing that much. You know, it just felt like he had, they couldn't stick with him anymore, that they could not stick with him anymore, and that he was available for Dallas to take, and he did an incredible job coordinating and you got to sit there when you do this sort of thing. You got to sit here and say, okay, which one is he? Is he the guy that is a terrific coordinator but can't be a head coach? Is he a guy that just showed you, okay, that he still does know how to coach and motivate people? And we're just going to roll the dice that we would rather go with a guy here that's been there and done that before than with somebody else who's never done it before. And the greatest coach of all time is somebody who did it in his second opportunity. Right? Right? Facts. The second opportunity for Belichick is the one that's getting him to the Hall of Fame. Already. So you have to make all these decisions. And it is interesting that you kind of just forget about whatever Dan Quinn went through in Atlanta, and now he's the head coaching candidate because he used to be a head coach, and he made a Super Bowl. Well, Google what happened in that Super Bowl, right? And then it's amazing how things change like that. It really is remarkable how things change like that. But Cowboys are definitely going to miss him as a defensive coordinator, that's for sure. And if I'm Dallas, I have to sit here and think, man, do I just bounce the current HC, make this guy who's the hottest candidate elsewhere, I'll just take him as the hottest candidate right here and apologize to the McCarthy family and say, here's uh, a golden parachute package. Yep. But that ain't going to happen.
Yeah, I mean, look, I love what Dan Quinn's done for our defense, but he's 43 and 42 as a head coach, so it's not like you're you're getting this coach that's got this incredible record. No, but what you're getting somebody who's been there and done it and has just shown you that he can motivate men uh, of of a certain age with a scheme – but he also doesn't have to decide about anything else on the team. He's just but focused on one yeah. side of the ball. And now you're saying, well, come back and do absolutely everything again and get somebody, an offensive coordinator, like uh, what you're doing with Shanahan back in the day. Go get that guy. And, like if you're Denver, come on. Come on in. Bring that here. The defensive side of the ball that Vic Fangio coached up like crazy, you can do the same thing. Good. Check that, Mark. And then got fire an offensive, hire an offensive coordinator to coordinate an offense that's a quarterback away from doing this whole thing, and we'll get you the quarterback. His name is fill in the blank. They've been trying to get that quarterback. They for a while. sure have. <laughs> and I guess we'll just figure out if you have a problem coaching in the big game again. But guess what? We're in the big game, which we haven't been since uh, Super Bowl Fifty. But sideline Mike brings up an interesting point right there. And in a way, always a very interesting way in which he, uh, he, he says it. Sebastian Maniscalco is here in hour number two, and it's going to be great. This guy makes me laugh. He makes America laugh. He makes everybody laugh. That's coming up. 